Hello and welcome to the University Radio Bath's coverage of the 2023 SU officer elections. This week we are interviewing candidates for all of the roles and in this interview we are joined by Amber who is running for education officer. Hello Amber, welcome to the studio. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, just a bit closer to the microphone. Okay. Cool, so how's, how's campaigning been so far? Um, everyone seems to really like all my memes, which I really appreciate. And um, this morning I headed onto the parade with two and a half kilograms of sweets, and they were absolutely decimated within like 15 minutes. So. Pretty good uptake then. Yeah. Okay, so just kicking off on some of our questions now. So, why did you decide that you wanted to run for education officer briefly? Oh gosh, okay, briefly? Yeah. <laughs> So I have been working with the SU and loads of other student groups for like absolutely ages to try and get the campus and our education to be more accessible, hence the like hashtag. And it seems that a lot of the projects that I've been involved in and wanting to progress kind of will only progress if I become education officer. So that's why I'd really appreciate people voting me in. Awesome. And so with that experience and like wanting to see some of the things that you've worked on already, through to fruition. Um, why do you think you're the best candidate to make that happen? Oh, okay, good question. Um, I think obviously there's the kind of if I have started these projects and I've been with them for a long time, I'm going to be the person that knows them best. Um, yeah, I think I think that's the primary point. I'm not really sure what else. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all. That's all we need. Okay. Um, so I read in your manifesto talking about a universal reading week. Um, do you think some courses need it and um, what would you do to implement it? Okay, so whenever I have talked to students across like literally every subject, everyone is like, we need a reading week, we need a reading week, especially um, the ones where they have a lot of talk content because they just need, you know, even like a break to just kind of absorb it all, <laughs> if, yeah. if not actual time to read. Um, and talking to um, some lecturers earlier today, it kind of seems like they just have a generic kind of work schedule anyway so they don't really notice when it is reading week so it seems that it doesn't seem to have much resistance individually but I I think I'd have to try and work out why it has such a big resistance on a larger scale and work from there for how to implement it if that answers your question. Yeah I think it does and on expanding study space we know that the library gets very busy at peak hours um, and you want to as you say expand it so um, where where would you try and expand it? Oh, okay. A good question. I think that being able to make areas that are like cut off to certain students like more accessible by other students, even if it's just at different times of day, would be really neat. Um, and just yeah, I think it's definitely something that I would kind of have to like reverse engineer and see again where the resistance is, where the difficulty is, and just. That. Yeah, do you think there is the space that the SU and the university have to expand study spaces? Maybe not currently, no. But so you think that they might need to almost build something else or acquire somewhere else to maybe, be yeah. able to actually expand it? I, maybe, yeah. <laughs> Alright. Um, so responses are usually low for unit evaluations, so what changes do you think are needed um, to get effective changes in real time? Um, while people are taking them. 
because in the manifesto you yeah, go so, on yeah. about um, yeah real time evaluations that can be implemented. No, yeah, that's a really good question. Thank you. So um, talking to students, it seems that a lot of them don't see an actual incentive to do it because it's done at the end of their unit where they're not going to benefit from it. So placing it earlier on in the unit where you will benefit from it later on in the unit would be really neat. Um, material incentives as well <laughs> is something that people seem to call for a lot and um, also making sure that the timing of them isn't just absolutely terrible because it currently is, it currently is when people are amazingly stressed about exams or coursework. Yeah and if you did it earlier and wanted to try and get that real-time feedback and implement what ends up coming out of a unit evaluation, do you think lecturers are going to be able to do that because quite often they will plan the whole unit they're going to teach from week one to week ten or however long the semester is they've got their lecture materials they've got their seminar plans and they've got their room allocations more importantly so do you think they would be able to make those changes straight away based on unit evaluation so i can understand what you mean in kind of like you know they can be amazingly prepared and it might throw them off in this that and the other but we have actually seen lecturers respond almost in real time like instantaneously in subjects like psychology so we know that it can be done perfect um in your manifesto you ask need i say more about recorded lectures um would it be possible for you to say more about what needs to be done um yeah absolutely so recorded lectures are something that again everyone seems to call for it's an amazing accessibility measure and you know, there, there's so many reasons you might not be able to attend a lecture, like say if you are ill, if you have anything related to say a disability, if you are even say protesting. Um, and yeah, there's so many reasons that people need recorded lectures. And then on top of that, um, lectures aren't always captioned properly and stuff like that. So not just having lectures recorded, but having them properly captioned is something that just needs to be done, if that answers it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, you know, it feels like with the education officer race, we usually come back to the same issues like recorded lectures, yeah. unit feedbacks, and um, also a little bit around um, being able to dispute um, how marking's been done. Um, and you want it to be a more anonymous process, but is it actually possible to make feedback on marking an anonymous process when so much of it's probably about the details in how something's been marked? No, yeah, it's a really sticky situation, right? Yeah, yeah, so, of course. Um, I know and I have seen students kind of go like, oh, I really want to complain about this lecture, but I can't because, like, you know, it's too specific. And there, there has got to be some kind of way, although I will admit that I do not know it yet, it's something that I know I would have to talk to someone more knowledgeable about, which I can't do now, but I would be able to if I had the role, um, to work out how we would be able to provide that anonymity. Yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and then also about like more transparency and um, releasing things to students. Um, you've said that you want to uh, release average marks and um, the distribution of marks as well to students. Now, I know average marks sometimes comes up when you've got the um, unit evaluation things when you're selecting units sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, so what benefit do you think would be provided to students by doing that? I think that it like literally the transparency of it all I know that sometimes mm -hmm. students are really intimidated by what people say is a hard unit and like it m would probably inform them what like module choices yeah um and then also the distribution as well so is it just like saying mm -hmm. okay most people who do this get a 2-1 so I can get a 2-1 like is it almost simplifying it down to that 
that's a good question. I, I guess like you know, obviously it, you can't go. Many people get a two one, therefore I will because obviously it's how you perform individually. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure how to answer that. I'll be completely honest. <laughs> Fair enough. Glad you're honest. Um, and also like just an honesty thing. We're kind of asking uh, candidates that come in to um, always evaluate something that they've seen from one of their other uh, competitors and in their manifestos if there was anything that you've seen other people put forward that potentially if you were going to put your manifesto together you'd adopt as a policy for yourself. Ooh, okay so I think quite a lot of us have gone for like very similar things this year yeah. which is you know amazing because it means that whoever's gonna go in is like going to kind of take forward those ideals that you have as well. I have seen that um, ZZ's which is like um, another guy who is running for education has said that he wants to make the whole education system more environmentally friendly which seems quite interesting and I'd really love to see how that would kind of intersect with um, diversifying um, course materials. Yeah and there's a bit on environmentalism just final point on this in your manifesto where you talk about textbook exchange mm -hmm. is it practical to keep textbooks in circulation when so many of them are actually digital now? Ooh, so, again, amazing. You guys have such amazing questions, it's great. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's a bit of a tricky wicket, right? But it seems that, again, multiple students have said, oh, you know, like, I was just going to borrow an electronic copy of the book from the library, but then they had two copies for a cohort of, like, 50 people. So, although it would be ideal for us to all have electronic textbooks, it seems that accessing them, especially, like, on, in crunch times, like around assessments or exams, it just doesn't work yet so people are still buying and using paper textbooks of course well thank you very much amber for yeah, joining us today you. uh you, you've been brilliant and a reminder that voting opens on tuesday the 28th of february at 9 a.m and closes on thursday the 2nd of march at 5 p.m you can read more information about all candidates on the su website at www.theshubath.com forward slash elections